Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Dennis Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dennis Sports. I am your host, Kenneth B. Inch. Joining me on the show, we got Shelton J. What's happening, man? How y'all doing? Good, good man. Good, brother. BZ Fold What up, man? What up, though? What up, though? FIFO 24-7. What it do, what it do. The man from the Any Given Sunday podcast, Manny Brown. What's up, everybody? What's up, and fellas? He, what's up? What's up, Manny? And he's back. You guys saw him last night, but he's back again. Um, Q, the sixth man. Oh, what's good? What's good? All right, um, obviously you guys see the title, man, um, and a lot of you guys, you know, hit me up on um, on social media, Twitter. Um, I saw you guys leaving comments in the video uh, as well, and I responded to a couple of you guys, so we're obviously here to discuss the boycotts, strikes, or whatever you want to call it that took place today. It's not going to be a long show. We're just going to kind of react to the news that, that happened and um, give you guys our thoughts and opinions on that instead of having to wait all the way to another Tuesday. This was uh, a very historic moment that happened today, and um, and we just want to react in real time to that. So um, for those of you that don't know or just coming across the video, earlier today the Milwaukee Bucks were scheduled to play the Magic. Jacob Blake was shot in the back uh, about seven times in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, the Bucks in um, staged a protest to get justice for what happened to him, and they decided not to play the game today. And the match was on the court; the Bucks were not. So uh, that happened. Then after that, CP3 and Russell Westbrook got together, met, and then the two teams decided that they were also going to boycott, and then. The Lakers were meeting with Portland, and word was that they were going to boycott as well. But Adam Silver at that point pulled the plug. So here we are today. Uh, Woj reported uh, that as of 8 p.m., so 17 minutes ago, Eastern Standard Time, I believe, the players were going to meet to discuss how to deal with the bubble moving forward. Also want to point out that the Brewers and Reds also decided not to play today as well. 
and um, and I think there's some other NBA M- MLB teams, but hey, the Mariners. Uh, who yeah, else? The Mariners are th- the Mariners are thinking about not playing. That's okay. the last team that I heard. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, so there there I tried to get through that as fast as we can, but um, but yeah. So here we are uh, right now. So. And of course, you know WNBA about that life, so you know they not. <laughs> no, they not doing doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, man. They're not um, All right, man. So I guess uh, I, I'll start with you, Manny. Um, <clears throat> just what what what's going through your head um, about everything that that went went down today? I mean, I guess I'm gonna have the same thoughts everybody. I mean, at first it was. At first, I was a little cynical because it was just the Bucks, and I was like, "Okay, one team." And I get it; it's the Bucks. It happened in Wisconsin, so what is that really going to mean? It's just the Bucks, you know what I mean? If it's not a unified front, but then when it was the Bucks, didn't show up. They pulled out of the game. Game was postponed, cancel, cancel, postponed, not canceled yet, but postponed. Um, and then you saw the whirlwind effect of you know the Rockets and and. Uh, and OKC, and then of course the rest of the games tonight on tonight's slate. It's powerful, man. I mean, it's it's. I think we're done with the with the with the with the social media posts being angry and 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 and. I'm not saying we're not done. We're done with marching, but I think we're reached a point now where it's it's about action now. It's about doing something. It's about putting, you know, putting words to power now. And this is a good start. I don't know where what it what it'll lead to. I don't know what it'll accomplish, but I'm hopeful. So, um, I guess, I guess to answer your question, I was a little cynical at the beginning, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what's going on right now. I'm feeling it. I, I love the energy. Hopefully, hopefully it sustains itself. Hopefully it becomes something bigger than what, than what it is right now, because that's where true change happens and we'll see where it goes. Oh, 30. Yeah, man. Um, it's amazing how the, the you know the effects of this has been going on. You know, first we see the you know we talked about it yesterday with Detroit Lions, and then you know we also and then after we got done recording, you know we saw those powerful words that Doc Rivers said, you know, about this whole situation about what's going down. And in a way, I kind of feel like that was kind of the even though of course what happened in in Wisconsin was horrible, was bad. But I just think with Doc Rivers, I think he just he, it was a snowball effect that started with him. But how I feel, at least that's how I, how I look at it. You know, when yeah. this start, this whole thing went down, it was like he was the snowball effect, and it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger into where into where we at right now. Well, you know, we, we we was talking in the group chat and being like, "Damn, seeing all these different events, seeing everything go down." Kenny Smith walking off of a yeah, NBA. Um, so yeah, I really think, you know, Doc Rivers kind of, because you can, you can feel, you can hear the emotion in his voice when he was, and he was, Doc Rivers was speaking for a long time. I want to say, I saw a video, it was a video where I saw it was three minutes long. It was another video where he was talking longer than three minutes. So, I mean, Doc Rivers had a lot to say and you can definitely feel, you can hear the pain in his voice, man. And I think it really started with him going down to what the rest of the players was feeling. And I, and I think that was, that was big. I think it's definitely time for some action to be taking place. I would not be at this point now, I would not be surprised if we don't have an NBA playoffs for the remainder of the, of the, if, if they just can the whole thing. Cause you know, we already heard talks about players being uncomfortable and not really happy about this bubble situation. Then on top of this, we keep dying. You know what I'm saying? Seeing us keep getting killed and murdered and everything. So it's like, what the hell? Like, it's, it's like, what's the point of us still trying to play and entertain y'all when, 
the last thing we're thinking about right now is playing basketball, you know, and it's, it's funny how, you know, and I think I said this in the chat, like, I wonder what people saying, you know, to Kyrie Irving, because remember Kyrie Irving was the first one to say this. Yeah. Like he was the first one to be like, I'm not thinking about playing on basketball. We, 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 we got to worry about bigger things in basketball. Now, maybe I know people was complaining about how he delivered his message or the way he communicated his message was a little off, but at the end of the day, it's like, Kendra Perkins, you know, I think you 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 the one main one that was climbing Kyrie Irving, and I look where we at now. Look at today, you know. What I'm saying? And he the I, first I, one, and he the first one show up on ESPN with Newsbreak having right. his, his opinion. Like, it, exactly, exactly. So, and I, I saw this on Twitter because I wasn't on social media that much. I once I saw the the Newsbreak, I kind of got off social media and was just like, okay, I'm done. Um, but I do find it interesting that this takes place exactly four years ago today that Colin Kaepernick you know, started kneeling. I was just like, is that really wow. true? Like, like it's just a coincidence how this is the exact, you know, the right. day of four years ago that this happens. But yeah, man, this is like, this is like one of those, you sick of being tired of being, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, man, because it's just like, you know, we, we, we go, we, what's been happening dealing on top of this pandemic, you know, and I'm just, I'm not talking about you guys. I'm just talking about just us as in general, like people losing close family members, you know, I just had another another close friend of you know of me, me, Ralph and Ken. You know, a, a family member passed away today, so it's just like we're dealing with so much stuff with the pandemic. We seeing images of us getting killed on TV, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the news. This is a lot going on, man. And I, I'm just I'm glad that players that have or people that have bigger platforms than what we have, which is why we had to talk about this today, and I'm glad we did. But, you know, it's just like I'm glad people with bigger platforms are stepping up and talking about this. And I hope it, it I hope it hurts these pockets of these billionaires. I, I want this shit to start hurting the pockets of these billionaires, man, because this shit is ridiculous. This is this is crazy, man. It's like and I think Kyle, shout out to Twelve Kyle, I think he said this in the uh, chat, like the lawmakers only listen to money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, well, I think I said that, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's like lawmakers only listen to money, man. So it's like. These billionaires, they got to take a hit. And I'm glad these players are doing something. I'm glad baseball is following suit because I did not expect that to happen. I didn't expect baseball to follow suit in doing this. I already knew WNBA was gangster as hell. So I I wasn't even even hoping they was going to do something. I already knew they was about that life. But seeing MLB step up, I mean, even though I think it's what, two teams, is the rest of MLB canceled games today? Probably Uh. not, I'm assuming. So, yeah, I mean, that would have been really huge if all of MLB would have canceled today. But at the end of the day, though, it's like, what's next? That's the the next step is the biggest is the most important thing. Like, what's going to happen from here? Um, FIFA, I know you posted something earlier, and you can probably elaborate on that, you know, on this post a little bit later. But like, what's next? Like, we have to take action. Canceling, you know, sitting out one game, that's great and all. That makes a statement. But what's going to happen from here? What what steps are we going to take from here? Jonathan. Yeah, man, I thought the same thing. It's it's funny. Uh, what I was thinking about today was. I felt I figured we weren't going to make it through the playoffs. I really didn't think so. I thought, you know, with the disease and things that we, we have going on, I just didn't think we'd have enough juice to make it all the way through. Little did I know that the disease of hatred is the reason why we're stopping the game. It's not for the pandemic. We stopping for something that has nothing to do with that. And and I'm I'm proud of those guys, man, because they didn't have to they didn't have to stand down like they did. I honestly didn't expect them to, because a lot of times when you're at that level, you would you would imagine that they'd be kind of detached from what's going on. Like some of those guys, 
they don't have to worry about those injustices actually happening to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they're on a higher level. They're treated a little different. So for them to, to, to take a stand at this point, man, that, that speaks volumes that is coming from them. And they're getting support from, I know uh, the Bucks got support from their leadership, which really, you really got no choice. Now you don't support it and <laughs> you're going to lose it all anyway. But <clears throat> it's good that it's taking momentum. You know what I'm saying? And, and definitely shout out to Kaepernick for starting this thing and, and, and having the eye on this early. And I kind of wish that we had gotten behind him a little sooner in which, you know, who, who knew we'd be here today, but I'm, I'm glad we're here at this point to where, you know, people are taking notice at this point. So it'll be interesting, like you said, to see what the next steps are. Where do we go from here? Because it's bigger than sports. It's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than baseball. And what, where do we take it to going forward? Because of Yo, um, so I was really surprised. I, I, I was really, I was really surprised, but I was really proud at the same time because these injustices have always happened. But I think like 2020 has been such a pressure cooker for a lot of different things. Personal loss, be elaborated on it. Um, in addition to a pandemic. In, in addition to now everybody's eyes are on these things and the people at a higher level with a bigger platform are actually standing in solidarity. Um, my only thing with Kyrie going back was um, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the actionable plan? What's the strategy? And that's why I posted that in group meetings because it's good that now everybody is paying attention and it's good that we have powerful people that are behind it. But what are we going to do? We need transparency. They need to build some type of coalition where they talk directly to lawmakers and elected officials. And we need, and it needs to be transparent. We need to know what is talked about, how it's going to like, we need to change. We need to change. And I'm glad, look at the end of the day, once the first team boycotted, nobody else can play their game. No. Like we had to like, like they're okay. And, and, and I'm glad that it was the Bucks and I'm glad that they didn't put it out there. They did it in the moment. They did it in the moment and Orlando was out there. And I think that that was even more powerful. So we, we live, we like 2020 is going to be the most changing year. I think obviously in our lifetime, but I think one of the biggest turning points, in the history of America. And I don't know how or when I don't have the answers. I'm not that guy. I use my platform to get things off of my brain, but something's going to change, man. Something's going to change. And I'm glad that they did what they did. All right, Q. All right, Q. <laughs> Good Lord. You know, I had to, I had to save you for last. Man, you funny, man. Right. It's just, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, like, uh, one day it all makes sense, you know, like just like the common album, you know. Hey, Q, like, man, I need to start having a collection plate every time you have this shit ready one before. Man, you- <laughs> I'm saying though, no, but no, man, I just I just want to echo a lot of the sentiments, uh, a lot of the sentiments, and very proud of the players. Um, not only is this solidarity, but it is, and it has the potential to be the first steps in an actual not just movement, 
but organization. We talk so much about movement. We talk so much about moving. We talk, we talk so much about measures and visibility and representation. What we need to actually move towards, like we've always, as a people have done, is actual resistance that is not co-signed by the power brokers. We're resistance that is not uh, sanctioned by people who do advertisement the actual resistance that is not sanctioned by the very people who will try to co-op the movement. And I think that what's happening right now is we're seeing that the players are waking up that, Oh shit, these prisoners do run the prison. And in this sense, we need to begin to foster this kind of appreciation for our athletes in, um, in a way that is going to steer them towards organization organizing each other to recognize that their labor, when they withhold their labor, that they can instrumentalize and do anything that they wish to do in this world, actually. And when it comes to their demands, all they have to do is say, LeBron's sitting out, we sitting out, we all sitting out. And what we're going to do is we have these demands that we have coordinated with uh, on the ground, grassroots black organizations and this is what we need. We need this amount of funds. We need this amount of dollars. We need these people in the room. We need these uh, elected officials. We need these historians. We need these people invoked in the struggle. It's not just about, you know what I'm saying, players trying to get a cop arrested for shooting Black people. We're talking about a historical legacy of economic dispossession that is linked to colonialism, that is linked to slavery, that is linked to the dispossession of African people. And we have to understand that these athletes come from environments in which this very government, that this very nation placed us into. We have to understand that these cops and these pigs, they roll down the block and they do what they want to do in these neighborhoods. But when you look at the counterparts that we are compared to, the white neighborhoods, where are their police cars? Where are their stop and frisk? Where is their, you know what I'm saying, put their children being murdered in cold blood? It doesn't happen because what is in those neighborhoods? Not just the people, resources. There are resources in the neighborhood. There's a gated community that's got a pool, that's got a food full of a fridge full of food in every house. The homes are residential. It looks nice. People are safe. There's no patrols anywhere. And the only implicit, um, the only implicit argument that one can make to disagree with this as to why black people do not deserve resources is if you think that there is some inherent gene within black people that makes us shoot each other when we're in poverty or that makes us hurt each other when we're uh, constantly undergoing the brutality and the harm of not just state agents, but of the very economic system that has put us into and keeps us into these uh, neighborhoods itself. We are seeing that these players recognize that with holding labor and actually being able to twist the arms of these owners, we could get some funds to these communities. Mickey Arison, since you are caring about black lives, since you care about, you know, black, black people in Miami, how about we, the Miami Heat contact black radical organizations in Miami that serve the houseless, that serve the people, that make sure that people have food and make sure that the children have education that make sure that the people are fed their material needs. 
How about Mark Cuban? You care about all these people, these black people, these black issues. Instead of just going to a foundation that's going to wash the money and give all the money to the people who work for the foundation because philanthropy is a goddamn scam. How about you give money directly into the hands of these organizations that are meeting the material needs of the people in these very communities where the pigs are rolling up and shooting black children like fucking enemy combatants in Iraq? That's what we're talking about. We're not just talking about arrest the killers that killed Breonna Taylor and put them where? In the same prisons where the majority of the people are literally nonviolent drug offenders? What, lock up the same cops in the same prisons where you got people who are in jail for literally trying to escape the same system by using the same drugs that the same government put into that same community? That's what we're talking about? That's not justice. That's not liberation. Where is the goddamn check being cut at? Where is the land? Where is the funds? Where is y'all wealth coming from? Steve Ballmer, you got $77 billion to your name in Microsoft. Microsoft has been tied to how many war crimes in Kenya, forced sterilization on the continent of Africa? Where is your money coming from? All these people always want to talk about black lives this, black lives that. No, motherfucker, we need some checks and we need some goddamn land. All you motherfuckers who talk about voting and shit, we can vote our life away. But it don't mean nothing if you ain't got political institutions and the ability to make phenomenon be defined by what you want. That's power. Power is the ability to define phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. So what these players need to do is define the phenomenon and say, we are going to strike. These are our demands. If you are not willing to meet these demands, then there's no more NBA. HBCUs, what's cracking? Let's get our own league going, and we're going to play games at the HBCUs. We're going to live stream the shit, and we're going to turn that into a whole league itself, and we ain't going to talk to none of y'all motherfuckers. How about that? And then entertainers, rappers, come fuck with, with us. Come perform with these shits. Don't drop an album for these labels. Don't drop a single for these labels. Don't do anything, because every form of entertainment in America is on the backs of black people. They export every single form of entertainment and they get billions off of it. They get billions off of our bodies. They get billions off of our intellectual production. They get bodies off of our athleticism. They get bodies off of what our women create. They get bodies off of the dance. They get money off of the dance that our children create. This is every single facet of human life for us that they capitalize off. It's time to pay the fuck up. And it's time to cut the goddamn checks. Facts. That's it. Yeah, I um, I, I think the first thing I said was this was huge. And um, the reason why I said that was because there was action, like real meaningful action. And I understand that this took place in their, in, in their home state. But there, there comes a time when you got to stop tweeting about it. And the players are there and they're tweeting and they're talking and they're doing the interviews. And um and that's that's great, but who's really seeing that? Probably the six people right here that's watching those yeah. games or basketball fans, and that's it. You know, it kind of stops there. Maybe it'll get some national coverage, as LeBron said, but I didn't see many of his stuff outside of uh, ESPN or Bleacher Report or uh, Sporting News. This right here, though, this makes national news because it's a, it's a work stoppage, and they have to cover it. And then they have to do the who, what, when, where, and why. And that keeps that the 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 reasons in the, the discourse of what's happening. Because what happened to Jacob was being covered, but it wasn't really being covered, you know. <laughs> you know, and and 
I think the RNC thing going on, like it felt like it wasn't really a big conversation going on. When I think about Kyrie. And he didn't die. That's another aspect. Right. And he didn't die. He didn't die. When I think about Kyrie and what he was, what he wanted to do, you know, I think it had merit. I do. Um, I do think coming to the NBA though, um, coming to this as well, um, was great also because this allowed them to do this because what happened, the unfortunate incident that happened happened while they were in the bubble playing. And now they were able to escalate this to a level that we haven't seen in a very long time. And I don't think we've seen in sports, something like this happen in, in, in decades. So um, that's why I thought this was huge because it allowed them to, to make a bigger impact than not going at all. And I think I would love to see them to pack up their bass and go home. Honestly, yeah. to be real, I think at this point, you, 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 you did your part. You met them halfway. America did what it always do. It didn't. It didn't even meet them a quarter of a way. Right. You came there. You, you got all the little signs on the floor and your little quality jerseys and all the other shit that didn't save anybody's lives or stop anybody from being shot. Right. And, you know, the same shit happened. So now it's like, all right, pack up and go home. And to Kyle's point about in the chat about, yeah, there are not a lot of people paying attention to the, to the NBA and we need people to be able to reach the politicians or whatever. We, we saw that the Bucks were trying to reach the AG. Um, but I think that when you, when you impact money, things start to change a little bit. Some conversations start to happen a little bit. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to amount to much of anything, but people start listening. The phone start. There's a different phone call that's being made right now because of this. Um, so I would like to see them pack it up and go home and just let this be what it is. 2020 is already a nightmare anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, 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 just dip, uh, just, just cancel it, man, and be gone. That'll be a huge as impact. And we don't know what they're going to do right now, but it was, ple- it was, it was good to see the major league baseball take a stand. Where is the national football league? That's what I want to see next. <laughs> Salute to them brothers in Detroit. Uh, on that team that did that, but let's escalate this, man. Like mm-hmm. follow these guys. So that's what I want to see. Man, I just want to know what is the Lions owner got to say about the poverty rate in Detroit? That's nothing. Hey, nothing. Nothing. These people don't care. These people mm-hmm. don't care. Like piggybacking off what Q said, what everybody sent all everybody's sentiments, man. We it's about accountability too, man. It's not. It's not. We we gotta hold people the fuck accountable. Politicians, mm-hmm. not just at the federal level. But on your local level, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The responsibility is on us to hold people the fuck accountable. Mm-hmm. Show up at your local community meetings. Local, show up at your local city council meeting and demand change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, watched, I watched both of these freaking conventions, right? And all these platitudes, you know, the, the DNC. Because everybody loves to act like the Democrats care about black people. Don't the fuck they don't. They're just, they're just Republican light. They're just Republicans <laughs> with a little bit of a woke message. That's it. These people don't care about us. You know, they'll sit there, you'll, you'll see Elizabeth Warren with her little BLM blocks on the back of the school. You know, great, great moment. What wonderful. Wow, she's so woke. Where, where, where was the piece of legislation on police mm-hmm. reform? On defund the on defunding the police? What was it? 
did, did anybody here at Joe Biden in his speech address anything with black people? Criminal justice, mm-hmm. uh, criminal justice reform, police reform. Forget all that. Just just helping the black community, building more schools, building more infrastructures in these communities. Nothing. So it's time for us to hold these people accountable, man. These cut. What got me so mad about the whole George Floyd movement and everything like that is that you saw these corporations outwardly trying to co-op the movement, outwardly trying to co-op Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, everybody. Oh, Amazon's got a Black Lives Matter banner on their on their front page of their website. Wonderful. All the while, Jeff Bezos treats his fucking fulfillment center employees like shit. Half of those people are black and brown. Hmm. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. So, you can, so, we, so we can stop tweeting Black Lives Matter. We need to stop putting out banners and action, actionable items. And I'm, me, every, all the gentlemen on this, on, this, on this podcast right now, the listeners, everybody, we all have to use whatever platform we have. If you have a podcast and you have five listeners, that's a platform. You know what I'm saying? You got a social media page. That's a platform. Use your platform and demand change. Show up at these local communities. Be a part of your local community. Get to know who your local, uh, who's your representatives, who's your mm-hmm. state and city representatives, your local attorneys. Find out who their donors are. Mm-hmm. If the shit don't align with your political, your political views and what you think or what you're trying to achieve, vote their ass out of poli- out of the office. That's it. And it's not just that. It's like everything else Q said. There's so much. There's so much. There's so much more. But that's just a little bit. That's just and that's and that's facts. And that's what we need to be beginning to see is that, like I said, the case is clear. Is that in the places where there is economic deprivation, that is planned and structured by cities, planned and structured by governments. We understand that these players come from these areas. So what is to be done for the young, for the youth? in these areas for the people who exist and live and interact with each other and with the police in these areas. What does it mean for every day? These people wake up, our people wake up in the Detroit's and the Milwaukee's and the North Phillies in the South side of Chicago's and the South central LA's and the day County Miami's and all over the, all over the world. You can find Africans in ghettos that have been structured Mm -hmm. by Europeans this is just a fact of life. So what does this mean for us to be able to take our points of influence and use that and wield that against power brokers and wield that against kingmakers? Because there are people in this world who decide who lives and dies off of profit margins. There's people who structure entire economies and structure the world so that certain people live, certain people die. of the world lives on less than $10 a day. This is capitalism. So we see that resources is the name of the game. They didn't colonize Africa just because they hated black people. They colonized Africa so they could put tires on the, the, so that they could put rubber on the tires of Belgian women's bicycles. That comes from somewhere. Those resources, when you turn on a light, that that lithium comes from somewhere. Ask the Venezuelans, ask the Chileans where that comes from. And you'll ask how we get these things. And the reason why I'm saying this, and people might be like, where is this going? Because we within ourselves are a resource to these people. So the they look at us, these African people dressed up in these uniforms and we jumping so high. We are a resource to them that they extract and put into their modes of 
capitalist exploitation. LeBron is owed so much more from Nike, even all the money he's making. All these players are exploited. Mm-hmm. The Disney workers are not getting hazard pay to wipe the shit off the ground that these players walk fucking, over. Not a single dime. Not a single dime. And this is the issue. Who owns the wealth of the world? And where did they get it from? And how can they just affect people's lives like this? It all starts in colonialism. It all starts in the legacy of slavery. And that is our money that they are playing with. I'm very serious with mine. I'm not playing around when I say that that is our shit. That's my shit, bro. That's our shit. When I say that Africa's ours, I mean that's ours. And I say this land that we have toiled on in the South, in the Detroit, that's our shit. And that means that we should have some type of claim to that land to be able to build up our communities, to be able to help our youth, to be able to educate ourselves on who we truly are, to be able to be able to repossess our lives. We think about, just think about often, just talk for a second, think about how often you have your body and your time and your mind to yourself. What is your body doing most days? It's working for somebody else. What is your mind thinking about how to accumulate money with whose face on it? And what do they think about you? Historically, who were you in 1920? What were you to this nation in 1920? What were you to this nation in 1820? What were you to this nation in 1720? What were you to this nation in 1620? What were you to this nation in 1520? But before that, what were you? And they don't want us to know that. They don't want us to think about that. And they don't want us to unify and understand that the prisoners can run this prison tomorrow. Just because y'all got these dollars don't mean that we can't say LeBron, KD, Kyrie, blah, blah, blah. You, this person, this person, this team, this team. We are done until we get this and that. And we going to play, but over here with the HBCUs. That's what I would do. Yeah, here's what I say, man. I'm I'm glad that they did it, but we also have to recognize that they are in a position to do it. You know, um, because they have wealth. You know, and and I'm proud that because of that, they're able to kind of make a, a, a bigger um, stand than most of us can um, can afford to, honestly. Because, yeah, people talk about the boycott and the protests. We're talking about this guy won't be able to walk again. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people like, yeah. you know, them walking out not playing a game is is irrelevant when it yeah. comes to the loss of a life. Um, I'll also say that my professor, you know, the words always resonate is that people don't change technology does. Mm. And if you really look at history and study society, it operates in the same way. And, and, and it rarely has changed. Um, we just find different ways to do it and to be able to mask it. Mm. Saying all of that, you know, I, I ask myself when I think about that that seventy year old uh, man, that white man that went up there and killed two pro- protesters, um, and <laughs> gave police able- gave gave police officers water bottles. Here you go. Yeah, oh, we're so glad water. to have you out here. We're so glad to have you out here. Think about that. Yeah, it, it, think it, about it, it. Just think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about him and how the police sided with the militia uh, in, in that thing, right? And 
I'm like, man, like, we can't win. And I'm like, you know, it, it, it felt, I felt defeated. But then I was like, that was before all of this. Now that this happened, I'm like, man, you know what? We've had moments where we've been very prosperous, where we've policed our own selves and took care of our communities. Maybe we need to get back to that. Kind of going back to what Key was saying. Maybe instead of trying to rely on others to do what we've been beckoning for for hundreds of years, maybe it's time to be self-dependent, to do our own shit, to get our own motherfucking land out there in the Midwest or wherever, buy that shit up, support that shit. The, the elite come in and, and, and not just walk off and not play a basketball game, but how about go in these fucking neighborhoods and, and, create some jobs and stuff like that. So what are they going to do next? Because they have an ability to reach people that we can't, unfortunately. They can get the AG on the phone. If I call the AG, the AG ain't going to go, who the fuck is Ken? You know, but if, if it's LeBron, you know, it may be different. But, you know, then again, he may not pick it up because he's like, he should be dribbling the ball, not calling me. So, so um, there, there's there's a lot that, that needs to be done. And, and you, know, I, you know, I don't want to get down into that, but I am proud of the players. I want to see what's next. So what do you guys think is going to happen next? Do you guys think that they're going to go home? Do you think that the NFL is going to follow suit? Like, where do we go from here? What what, what do you guys think is going to happen? We'll be back after this quick break. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. That's tough to say, man. Um, I don't think they're going home. I, I just, I, I, I find it difficult to, to, I, I'm with you though. I wish that they would. I just, I find it difficult to imagine them doing it though. I think the fear more than anything else, the fear of the unknown and, how it will affect them individually is going to outweigh the cause, if that makes sense. And, and I, I and 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 I understand. I, I can't say that I don't understand it because you know we have families to support just like they do. And you know to say I'm going to protest and I'm going to walk off and, and possibly forfeit my money is kind of hard to to swallow for some. So. I, I would, I'm like you though, Ken. I would kind of hope that they would. I just don't see mm-hmm. uh, without a plan how that could work. Cause I think that a lot of this is done on the fly. You know, mm-hmm. even, even, you know, as of yesterday, we wouldn't, who would imagine we'd be here without them playing today? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the practice by Detroit was, was a huge step, just practice. But, but in the words of Iverson, that was practice. We talking about practice. We're not talking about a game. So in saying that, for them to miss games, especially in the playoffs, and, and for them to put so much effort, time, and money into the bubble, 
I would be shocked to see them walk away from it. I, I just would. I, I would, like I said, I hope that they would for the statement, and I, I would hope that the leadership has a plan going forward. But I don't, I don't foresee it being that way. To be honest, I just don't see it. I don't know about y'all. Then all, then all of this, then all of this was for nothing. Then it was for show. It was for theater. If you're not willing to lose something, if you're not willing to sacrifice, you know, we commend, we commend gentlemen like, like Jim Brown and, and, and Lou Alcindor and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously Muhammad Ali, um, for what he did, right? Like, think about it. Muhammad Ali lost three and a half years of his life, of his career, mm-hmm. because he was willing to sacrifice and not fight for a war that was unjust. Right. He was, he was, he was willing to sacrifice his career. Like, I mean, yeah, his, yeah, his career. And but he was willing to sacrifice his, his career. Yeah. And his, yeah, and his probably, reputation. Yeah. And his reputation. Right? People forget so that what Ali are you willing to so what are you, Facts. Like, so what are you willing to sacrifice? So if Ali can sacrifice the title, his reputation, face almost jail time. His prime, years, his, his prime years. His prime career. years. His prime earning powers. But you can't sacrifice a couple of games against the Raptors? Or you can't sacrifice a season in a bubble? That you don't even want to be in to begin with, right. nah, man. Like if you, that's why I always say, if you're gonna take the step, take it all the way. Don't, don't, don't just dip your toe in the pool. If you want to be a revolutionary, then you gotta walk in those revolutionary shoes, and you gotta be willing to take sacrifices. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, the white media that doesn't understand, that has their own political agenda, will talk about you and say, "Oh, shut up and dribble," or "Oh, these are millionaire athletes telling us about their tro- troubles." And fuck all that. Ignore that. That's just noise. Stay focused and and, st- and keep on the path at hand and be willing to sacrifice. All of y'all be willing to sacrifice. And and they, but that comes with unity. That comes with conversation with organization. How organized are they? How how united are they in the front? We'll learn in a couple days. But nah, man, I don't want to see a situation where oh they come back tomorrow and it's just like nothing. The Mavs and the Clippers play Game Five tomorrow like it's nothing. Right, nah, right, nah, right. I don't want to see that. It sounds like the Bucks saying that they were cool with 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 that they still want to play. But I'm 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 in total agreement with what you said. I am too. You know, um, mm-hmm. I just I don't I I it would be for nothing. It would feel like it's just for show. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be there. All of them from the from the top to the bottom complaining about the bubble. A lot of the players have to psych themselves up and and play mind games just to play. You know, um, so now like. We see LeBron tweeting about it, wearing hats, and all these these people doing something like LeBron. Your legacy is solidified. Kawhi, so is yours. You know, Giannis, you have your whole career ahead of you, so this won't impact you in, in any kind of way. You're an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. You just won't have a title. This would be one hell of a stand, you know, for them to do that. But they can't just not play. I think it's just like Shelton said, like. There has to be a plan. This was a very emotional reaction, probably driven, like B said, by the words of Doc Rivers and others. But what is next? What is the plan? You can get the AG on the phone. What what is he gonna do? You know, um, you know, we've been talking about you know reform for years, um, even now, and they tap dance around that. What is the plan of action if they don't play? That is the most important thing of all. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah, I think they have to get organized, about, man. And I yes, had to speaking. Um, the, the owners, they, they really got to get these owners like and sit down and be like, yo, man, we need you 
to to call congressmen because you guys are way richer than I am. You right. guys have more weight and and influence and power and stuff like that. So you know. The other thing about this too is there's no financial repercussion because half of these players have already been paid. The majority of the NBA salaries have already been paid for the year. You know, I think it's something like 80% of salaries have already been paid. So, cause remember the league stopped in March, you know, you got to think about it. They would, they would have had another, what another month left in their season. So most of their salaries have already been played. I don't know how the, uh, the playoff salary structures, but I know the regular season contracts have already been paid. So it's not even like it's a huge financial hit from that perspective that's stopping and, these players. And that's, and that's a point because it's like, like Dr. King, before he was murdered, told us that we have to have a dangerous unselfishness. Mm. Meaning that we have to have a dangerous unselfishness and a moral imperative for justice. Meaning that, and Dr. King was linking this struggle globally and in the context of the NBA, I really think that the players should recognize that you have black people from not just across like the United States in this, in this league, you have African people from across the globe descendants of the same origin that need to begin to recognize that they have a national interest, not just within like boycotting a game, but within the actual economic development of their communities in which they come from. To me, it's not just about a matter of talking to politicians and, Hey, can you please like show up to, you know what I'm saying? A game and give us a nice little so-and-so or, Hey, can you, you donate a couple thousands to this foundation of the Red Cross. No, no, no. We talking about, yo, we have X amount of dollars that we need allocated to these X amount of groups in this city that are reputable, that do this work, that have been doing this work. And this is the only way in which we are going to get free. This is the only way in which we got free. Understand that every political victory that Black people, African people in America have had has been a defeat for the state. It has been only through clawing and getting everything that we have have gotten that we've been able to survive this long. It was never out of some, oh, well, we're going to give the Negroes the voting right. No, it's let's struggle, organize, and let's agitate. Let's even shoot if we have to. There's folks who was doing that. Look up Robert F. Williams. Look up uh, the, uh, um, the book Negroes with Guns. There's a book called We Will Shoot Back. This is untold history from from the 60s. And this is history that we have to tap in with and understand where they were coming from, how serious they were. Don't just read the words of Huey. Don't just, you know, look at the cover of the autobiography of Malcolm X, uh, LeBron. Really look into that book and really see what he's talking about when it's like developing your people, actually having the ability to feed your, 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 your own children. What does it mean to be able to go to a grocery store and go to a middleman when actually we have the ability to go to our own land and go pick something to give to your child because then you can actually teach them how to grow that food, to teach how to teach their children. And then you're actually feeding your children way long after you are gone because you've taught them how to feed themselves. Instead of instead of trying to go buy all this Gucci, buy, buy, buy this and that, teach these kids how to sew. Teach these kids how to make their own clothes. It sounds far-fetched, but this is the era in which we are about to come into of self-dependence. Yeah. We have to understand trades. We have to understand how to, all right, if they won't provide housing for us, fuck the government. We're going to make our own housing. Fuck it. We, if, if we don't know how to, if y'all don't, y'all not going to provide us with sustainable housing, we will do our own housing. We're going to oh, buy these acres of land. Hey, 
put a roof on top of a house, man. That hey, it sounds good. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. That roof and that sun. It's but hard. It's hard, hard. But we make the pyramids. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But it's hard. hard. But it's hard. But the pyramids. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, 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 the problem of it though is we're, we're asking people to do these things that's never had to do it in their lives. We also mm-hmm. just just like with sports, and, and and I try to think about it from a realistic point of view. We're asking these basketball players who who fought for their whole lives to get to a certain point, mm-hmm. to be in this league, um, to make that type of money, to do that thing. That that's what they fought so hard to get to. We're asking them to step away from it for mm-hmm. a cause. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and to be honest with you, a lot of people ain't prepared to do that. I remember, and this is really quick. When I was in college, I was on the band, and I played percussion. And they took one of our guys' uniforms to give it to somebody else because that person was featured in a news article. And we felt it was unfair because this was the heart and soul of our drumline. Well, we decided on the biggest stage, we were going to have a protest. So when the band struck up to play after after my school, South Carolina State, we scored a touchdown, the drums was it, you know, at State. You know, black college bands, drums. Mm -hmm. We didn't play this particular time. And these people almost had a heart attack. The alumni looked back, you know, the band director was like, okay, we need to address this. But I'm, but me personally, I've never been more scared in my life. Now I knew I was valuable. I knew he needed me and I was on scholarship, but to ask me not to play and do what I fought so hard to get to was almost unreal. I was a freshman in my mind. That just didn't make no sense. And I was scared to death, man. I'm like, and I wasn't thinking about, yeah, my, my money was paid for that year too, but I'm thinking about beyond that year. You know, he could take my scholarship for next year. He could kick me off this band after this game. So to say that I was all gung-ho and ready to do it for a cause, I wasn't I wasn't that brave. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up doing it, and it ended up working out. You know, we ended up getting some things resolved. But I say all that to say some of these guys in the NBA, some of these guys in the NFL, some of these guys in MLB, some of these people just in the world in general are not prepared for the battle we talking about. And it's up to the leaders to kind of guide them and get them there. And that's what, like, the NBA, the the, guy, the LeBrons and the leaders of the league have to step up and lead at this point because everybody's not there. Yeah, I um I agree with that, Shelton. And, um, yeah. and I do think about that sometimes when I see people tweeting things that I don't necessarily agree with um, or just have a different viewpoint. But I also understand that, look, it's just not for everybody. And, um, no. And – and they may not be ready to make that move and be prepared to make that move. And that's understandable. We can only respect it. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to change them, you know, but I got to understand that not everybody's going to be in a fight with me. Um, kind of going back, there, there's two things that I want to read real quick, and then I, we can kind of start wrapping up. But um, Tim Reynolds reported that the NBA's Board of Governors has called a meeting for tomorrow. Uh, the agenda is somewhat fluid based on what happens tonight. And then Clay Travis tweeted, and this is this is the thing that we all know some of you guys. But this, yeah. this, these are some of the thoughts and these are, and attitudes that we're just gonna have to be, um, you know, mindful of. Tell him tweet his address too. But go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, NBA players are threatening to boy- threatening to boycott games as a protest. Those games will then be rescheduled and played at a later date, which means the protest is completely nonsensical and we have zero impact. Which means, which probably means the NBA players would do it. And, um, and while 
that was somewhat frustrating to read. Uh, there was a point that I think uh, one of your brothers um, made on the show tonight. Then I think it was Manny. It was like, then what does it mean? We just did it for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what people are going to look at and and start to kind of formulate their own opinions uh, behind that. So um, it just depends on how far they want to go, how much they want to stand with their brothers that that don't want to leave. Uh, they can't afford to leave. Um, a lot remains to be unseen, but uh, um, you know, remains to be seen. But they've taken a huge, crucial step, you know, today. Now the question is, how much further are you willing to go? And that's what we got to see. Um, yeah, I still applaud them for doing it because they didn't have to do it. And um, the magic, the, see the magic, they ought to be happy. That the bus boycotted because they get to play. They they live. They may get a W, even though they said they weren't going to take the force. <laughs> you know, some of them are happy, and some of them are mad because they still got to stay in the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> some of them thought they were going to go home tonight. <laughs> right. That's why. That's why I'm thinking that if I, I, I'm really thinking that if there was a moment where these players were going to actually use their power, it's now. Like this is the perfect time for it. You know what I mean? They're in the bubble. Half of these people, you can, you can just tell these players don't want to be there. These coaches don't even want to be there. You know what I'm saying? This is just a bit, this is a capitalism decision. Like this isn't, this is a capitalistic decision. This isn't, uh, oh, we just really love the game and want to play and we want to coach now, nah, man. These people don't want to be there. Yeah. From the so, and, and the players too, the players. Right. Like it's, it's, it's time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, if there ever was going to be a stand like that where you just say, you know what? We're done. Fuck cancel the season. What's the point? You know what I mean? Like right now. And again, we talked about the financial implications. It's not much, you know what I'm saying? Probably just a playoff bonus. I mean, and I'm, and, and for me, that's a lot, but for these cats, it's probably not as much, you know what I mean? So yeah, like now is the time. Man. And, and, and you said something earlier that, 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 that I, that I wanted to go back to and not everybody's built for this so that like, we can't expect these guys to do everything. I think that's a problem in our society right now, man, is that we look to our celebrities and powerful people to guide us and to lead us. Nah, man, like these, these are, these are celebrities. These are, these are rich people. And yes, they have a platform and they can start the conversation, but it's up to us. Every single person in here, every single person that's listening, every, if you are really fed up, man, like I said, get involved, do something, use your platform, whatever that platform is, whatever. If you're a small business owner, if you're a podcaster, if you're anything, use your platform, use your, your power to do something to bring about change. You could go with, you could go, you could, you could go about it the radical way like you, <laughs> or you can even just take minor steps. Cause you know what I mean? Cause not everybody's going to want to be so into, to, to, you know, teaching their kids to sew and do all that. Although I agree with a lot of those things, the realistic, the realistic thing is not everybody's going to try to take that approach. Right. Mm-hmm. But just, but just do something, you know what finding I'm saying? Your station it's not a, work. Exactly. Finding, finding your, finding your station. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to be Malcolm X, but you know what I mean? You don't have to be that. You know, everybody and can do something. That's such a point because it's like, that's why we have to begin to understand reaction. We can no longer just simply be in reaction. We are allowing the enemy to define terms for us of engagement. That is wrong. And that is how we end up in co-opted, liberal as sloganeering mm-hmm. uh, fest yep. that do nothing. Because I'm going to tell you right you. now. Yeah. I guarantee you, a lot of these companies. Are, mm-hmm. Oh, this will die down in a couple of days. You know, they'll mm-hmm. tweet their hashtag Black Lives. We'll we'll retweet and say, "Yeah, go go Black people. Yay, we care about you." 
You know, Wendy's, yay, we care about black. He's a free sandwich. Yay. Like, it, and in a couple days, they'll, they'll sit there in their board meetings like, oh, this will die down. This will pass. Uh, and then a, a versus battle will come out, and then that'll take all their attention to it. Like, they literally think like this because like, they think of us as sheep, as just mindless fucking people that just go about with no direction, with no nothing. But we just got to keep fighting, man. We just got to keep, we got to use our place in our world, in, in, in your world, wherever you are in your small bubble and keep exactly. doing what you got to do. Well, I'm not, I'm not uh, sewing, but I'll I go holler at Q and his family. No, on God. And it's like, and the thing is, though, <laughs> is that with that is more so, more so, no, because it's like, you know, I actually do want to speak on that, where it's like so much of that is needed, but it's also what Manny's talking about, where it's like, it is finding that station where it's like, Teach children their true history. That's a small thing. Feed people who are homeless in in your city. There's a person who's hungry in your city right now. How about you and five friends put together $5, $10, go to the grocery store, make some sandwiches, pass some shits out on the boulevard, pass some shits out to a homeless encampment, and make that a weekly thing, make that a monthly thing, and then turn that into an actual way for you to be engaged with your community. All right. If you that's if that's not if that's too much, that's too radical. Then how about you go to the already existing spots of where black people commune? Go to the church groups. Yes, I'm saying that. Go to the church groups and actually gauge the political consciousness and be like, what are y'all willing to organize and move around? Can we move around getting uh, this properest black business district back so we can use the capital in this business? Even though we know it's not going to free anybody, we can at least use this to build up businesses to feed the kids. So that we do not in a perpetual like cycle of hunger. Please help us state. Please kill us. Please stop doing this. How about we actually be proactive and find stations of power that are already within our communities and yeah. we use those to inflict our, our, our will. And that's what we need to do. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of change is happening, man. I think your generation, you guys are, are going to really help, help uh, move things and change things. So, um, but yeah, and, and of course my kids. Uh, just two more quick updates. Um, Naomi Osaka dropped out of the match to, uh, stand in solidarity with the protest. Um, and oh, cool. the, uh, the Dodgers and Giants game was postponed. Uh, so they are not playing tonight. So it's, it's spreading out, man. And we'll be back Tuesday to discuss this further. Um, as things continue to develop, um, and give you guys a, a recap on everything and we'll go from there. But we got, we really appreciate you guys listening to us tonight. Um, just kind of, uh, react to the news and kind of then a little bit about, uh, Jacob and everything that's going on because, you know, we, this all happened after is the mice law and a couple of other things that we've done and we have a really good chance to really kind of talk about it. And I know I've been solid on Twitter and stuff like that as I process everything, but, um, uh, but yeah, huge news tonight, history making day, and um we'll see what happens as uh as we move forward. So Q, Manny, appreciate you guys coming through, brother. Thank you, man. Always, always, man. Yep, and we'll catch you guys next time. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.
We'll be back after this quick break. 